0: previously on BooNapped.
1: Thought it would be fun to make a kiwi smoothie using our newly acquired Nutribullet. They carried the, the,
0: the Beanie Boo bodies on top of those bags so they wouldn't get fingerprints on the Beanie Boo.
1: Unfortunately, the mulch that you've submitted for analysis does not have any traces of DNA on it.
0: One Point Perspective in association with Walpole High Film Festival presents Bootnapped. I'm Mr. Allen. And I'm Mr. Conley. And we're your hosts.
2: A lot of people have written in about different theories on who stole uh, these beanie boos some of the interesting ones that we saw one was the granny smith theory looking at the granny smith's connection to last year's um, icy dahlia case and how they were acting very suspicious uh, in terms of their uh, rivalry with period seven the other film class and the varsity versus jv And uh, it turns out that, yes, the Granny Smith were acting suspiciously, but it wasn't Beanie Boos that they had stolen, but rather the nest, that uh, fruits are put on when they do something uh, worthwhile. And they have since returned the nest, claiming that if they couldn't be on the nest, then nobody would be on the nest. So the Granny Smith was a dead end. Some of the theories that were interesting was the uh, Zodiac theory where we, someone brought up that Kiwi's birthday was March 4th and he was stolen a week after and was wondering if wasabi was, was stolen near his birthday. But ultimately we tracked that down and that was a dead end because wasabi's birthday is uh, coming up in May. So we looked back
0: on some of our earlier findings and we listened to something that we had discovered in episode two when we talked to our language expert, Mr. Gabriel Bacall. He had mentioned the font on the ransom note, and it reminded him of someone setting up a Halloween spooktacular, and that it might be somebody who likes Halloween
2: and might be in disguise. So we looked at the movies and which movies had to do with Halloween. perhaps a scary movie like The Knock, maybe they were involved. Ultimately, we were led to maybe the uh, most mysterious and scariest character in the film festival this year, which was the clown used in the movie, The Class Clown. For those who don't know about the clown, the clown was found May 6, 2018, when janitor Dave Wood was snaking an HDMI cable in my classroom in the ceiling and pulled out a clown doll about one foot high and brought it down and asked if I had ever seen it, which I have never seen it before and have no idea where it came from or how long it was up there. That was the basis of the Class Clown movie. Some have even pointed their finger at the clown, claiming that somehow the clown is responsible for stealing these Beanie Boos. We decided to sit down with
0: Wang Delappa and ask what it was like working with this clown.
3: So I've been working with Chris during this entire movie and I have to say, he has a very strange relationship with the clown. He seems much more comfortable around it than any of the other crew members. And sometimes when everyone else is out filming or editing, I just see him in the back holding the clown. And I just, I used to be very uncomfortable with the clown. I do have a background with him. Um, One day I entered English last year and I saw there was a clown in the room. Everyone surrounded it. And everyone's first thought was, It's haunted. No one knew where it came from. And so I, being naive, touched the clown. I thought nothing of it. My day was normal. But I came back the next day in English, and there was a giant X across my desk. And I felt targeted. And so from that day, I decided to worship the clown. And so I needed to get on the clown's good side. When I heard Chris was making a movie about the clown, I knew I had to join for my own safety.
2: When did Chris's relationship with the clown go from just a working relationship, director, actor, to something more?
3: It was something more before it was a working relationship. So during summer film, Chris was in possession of the clown at his house. I think he he wanted people to think it was a joke. He wanted people to not think he was scared of it. And so he kept it in his room every night on his dresser right across from his bed as he slept the clown watched him and he watched the clown me and chris and all of our friends we would all hang out during the summer and chris started to bring the clown and made all of us very uneasy we did not like it we felt a bad energy because of this clown and i tried to talk to chris about it i said this is getting too much you need to leave that clown at home And he said, I don't want to. I don't want to be separated from it. I need him. And so the next day I said, Chris, do you want to hang out? He said, no. He was with the clown. He chose the clown over his friends. The clown is taking over his life and it's straining his relationships. And I'm scared for Chris because he's just so blinded for his love of the clown.
2: Oddly enough, the clown and Juju Bee's Beanie Boo
0: have a strange relationship. During summer film, when Chris, Chris first formed his relationship with the clown, both Chris and the clown missed out on an important day of filming. The Butterfly crew, who will remain nameless for their safety, were supposed to be making a movie featuring the clown. But Chris couldn't let the clown out of his own hands. What ended up happening was we used a stuffed
2: narwhal to replace him. And Juju Bee's current Beanie Boo is Nori, the narwhal. We have here another comment from Boston Bean 417 that wants to know if there's a connection between Juju Bee's narwhal and the clown. There is a theory that the clown has grown
0: jealous of all the attention that the Beanie Boos receive when just a few months earlier,
2: all that attention was all his. We brought in Michaela Prado to discuss a mysterious late night meeting on March 15th, the Ides of March.
3: So we were having a late night emergency meeting at Bass Pro Shop. It was about 12.03 in the morning and Chris came in and his pants were really muddy and everything. So we asked him, Chris, what's wrong? Like, why are you like this? And he was acting disheveled and like, He was sweating a lot. And he told us that he just, he fell down on his way in, which I found kind of weird because it's only pavement everywhere.
2: Now, was the substance on his um, um, clothes, was it dirt or was it mulch?
3: Well, I think it may have been a mix between the two. And I think there was also blood in there too. It was either blood or Swedish fish because he was eating them when he was coming in.
0: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
2: The Pythagorean theorem, sine, cosine, tangent, Sacagawea, are you tired of not understanding what any of these terms mean? It sounds like it's time to sign up for Mr. Piseggio's AP Calculus class, because you can't spell calculus without you.
0: To get to the bottom of why Chris was acting in these bizarre ways, we decided to go right to the source. So we called in the clown for an interview. Here we are interviewing the clown, lead actor in the movie, The Class Clown.
2: Thank you for coming in, um, Mr. Clown. Uh, just a few quick questions. Um, so. Can you describe your relationship with other Beanie Boos? Your relationship with, uh, oh, okay. So uh, no comment. I guess, uh, how about your relationship with Mr. Chris Riley? He's stonewalling us. It's gonna play this way. All right, where
0: were you on the Ides of March? Nothing, huh? This guy's unbelievable. After an extensive six-hour interview with the clown, he said nothing. So we decided to send him to our lab for a DNA analysis. We, we brought back Ms. Walston Harris to uh, explain. Uh, we sent the clown in now yes. to get a DNA profile. Yes. Can you explain um, the results?
1: Yes, I can. So your clown, again, like the Beanie Boo, is made of synthetic, non-organic, non-human material. I will not be able to extract a usable DNA profile from the clown to further your investigation. I am very sorry, but this is not how DNA works
2: okay well let me just let me just ask this then um, when you mapped the, the the DNA of the clown did you find any like uh, serial killers in that clown's uh, history family history
1: okay so we'll go back um, to be clear uh, your clown does not have DNA and if I don't have DNA I can't map anything and I don't think I would be able to read from a profile a person's pathological history.
2: Another dead end.
0: We were ready to call quits on this entire case. Every lead that we seemed to have turned out to be a dead end. Neither of us had seen our families in a few weeks, and we had absolutely no hope of learning what DNA was. That was until we received an email from Dan McCarthy. You might remember him from back in episode one. And he had said he had found a break in the case and wanted to come in to be interviewed. Here we are talking to Dan.
1: After looking at some uh boo-napped Reddit forums, I came across some interesting topic that uh, someone posted. And they used a Caesar cipher to decode the letters in each of Kidnapper 102's posts. And when these letters were deciphered, it spelled out Jujubee. And so then I decided to act impulsively again in Lotso, the clown of the Jujubee crew. For those who don't know,
2: the term Lotso refers to Toy Story 3, Lotso Huggins' fate at the end of the movie. This is a punishment done to stuffed animals and Beanie Boos, which some say is worse than death. The act involves tying the Beanie Boo to the grill of a car or truck, and then driving around until the Beanie Boo basically tears in the wind and suffers the rain, sleet, snow, and ultimately crumbles into a poor, poor version of its former self. Dan had requested that the remainder of this interview
0: remain unrecorded and off the record. The things that he had to do to get the information in which he gave us, those things were far more illegal than lottoing a clown to the grill of his car. However, if it weren't for Dan McCarthy and his shady illegal activities, this case would not be where it is today. After many weeks of investigating the disappearances of these Beanie Boos,
2: we would like to announce that the case has been solved. Wasabi, Kiwi, and Kiwi have all been found, and remarkably, we are not looking at one culprit, but two. The solution to who stole the Beanie Boos will be revealed at the red carpet next Thursday.